Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. We uh, didn't get super creative with this week's theme, (laughs) but we are this year trying really hard to get through the TBRs we have on our bookshelves because... I don't know about you guys, but as a reader, I collect books faster than I actually read them. Mm-hmm. I've seen a thing where it's like, it's two separate hobbies, like buying books and reading books are two different hobbies. And it's like, yep, I agree that's, with that. yeah, that's accurate because I, I just, I need to have it. I need to own it. I'll get around to reading saw, it at some point. I saw I had like two Audible credits the other day and I had just bought some books, but instead I bought Audible books too. And I was like, wow, now I'm not, not going to read the books that are on my shelf. Cool. <laughs> Congratulations. I just really like I don't know. I feel like I've been doing a lot more audiobook lately just because it's so much easier to multitask. Like I can do it while I'm like just doing like a a project if it's like mindless work at work or I can do it while I'm cleaning. I can do it while I'm doing like arts and crafts because like otherwise I'm just like twiddling my thumbs while I'm reading being like, wow, there's so much other stuff I should be doing right now. And I feel kind of guilty. Yeah, that's the one. I spent an entire like last Sunday. All I did was read all day. And then on Monday, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have done the dishes. I should have done my laundry. I should have done anything. And it was fine. Cause like it was a good book, but I was just like, oh, there's so many other things I could have done. Yeah, that like adult guilt like kicks in when mm-hmm. I sit there and read all day long. So like I definitely find myself leaning towards audiobooks nowadays. But that's why I, this week's is not as creative because we're trying to get through the books that we already have. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, I actually picked a book though that I like was it two episodes ago, maybe. A couple of episodes ago, I read another book by the same author, which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> I actually like bought my mother-in-law a book by this author and her and I both really loved it. And then she bought another book by the author and then I read it and it was perfect for the podcast that week. Like it just happened to line up. I was like, I'll read a bonus book this week. But I was like, oh, that's actually like right on theme. It was cold case. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I read another one by the same author. I didn't even realize it was the same author actually when I first purchased it. I was like, oh, that looks good. And then I clicked by and I was like, oh my God, for real. So... <laughs> I guess we can compare and contrast a little bit, which I guess is kind of cool too. Yeah, I love it. Um, So I read the book, We're All the Same in the Dark by Julia Heberlin. I don't think it's my favorite of her books, I will say, but it was still good. It was still good. Um, This book, I can't remember exactly where they are. I want to say it's like a small town in Texas. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure, but I can't remember for, for Shersies, but it's fine. They're in a small town. So... There are like a lot of moving parts in this book and they divvy it up into different parts too. Like there's like part one, part two, part three, part four. I think it goes all the way to part five. And then there's like some of the parts, it's like a completely different character is the one like doing the narration and who's the the focal point. They all obviously like work together based on what was happening in the last part. But I thought that was an interesting way to kind of break it up. I haven't seen this author do that before. Um, I think the first half was a little slow for me. So it was hard hard for me to keep going Mm -hmm. like I felt like they were kind of dragging it out I was like okay but get to the point like what happened like tell me more things yeah Um, but it did pick up in the second half which is really cool so the it's kind of a cold case too (laughs) (laughs) um so the main character in most of the book uh her name is Odette she's a police officer her father was also a police officer for this small town her uncle is like the pastor like everybody knows each other you know very small town her cousin works with like kids who are in trouble um a guy she grew up with his sister went missing 10 years ago Trumanel so 
there's been talk in this town for a long time. They've never been able to prove it. And Odette doesn't believe that he did anything to his sister because she knows him really well. Um, but that Wyatt killed his sister. Um, he's like kind of a town weirdo too at this point. Like his sister was really popular and he was like kind of a quiet kid. And they had a really like kind of terrible childhood and abusive father, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they were they were really close. And so Odette was like, there's no way he would have ever hurt her. But one of the things that Trumanel used to do would be like write like notes with like quotes and then like leave it like on his dashboard or whatever. It was like how she would kind of communicate, like how she was feeling. Do you think at the beginning that Trumanel's still around because he talks to her, he talks about her, he has notes that are fresh that are Trumanel's that day. He's like talking about that she's around. And so the people in town basically think he's crazy and that he's doing this like pretending Trumanel's around thing 10 years later because it's guilt. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them talk about like, violence and like forgiveness and that kind of thing and so like that's how they see it so like i can understand why as a small town you would you would see it that way mm-hmm. um at the same day that trumanel went missing the father went missing though so i was like you guys don't really think that the father has something to do it. you think this guy killed his sister and his father like if they had an abusive father and he killed the father wouldn't he have just left yeah. him with that yeah that's like, all he that's all he wouldn't have killed because everything would have been better then right so i just have so many questions but that's like kind of the the history going on in the town here um because we don't like see too much of what goes on you do like hear a lot about like the investigation into Trumanel because Odette now that she is an officer that's like kind of her whole dedication she wants to know what happened to Trumanel because they were close you know she dated Wyatt for a really long time when they were younger she has an affair with him as a married woman and her husband leaves her like Mm. she's very like she's a little too close I think at this point and her partner is convinced that Wyatt did it. And so her partner is constantly trying to convince her that he's the murderer. Okay. Like, she's just like, <laughs> like, he'll tell her some information that she is just like, no, but ABC. And he's like, but this. And she's like, no, but this. Like, it's just like, there's a very, <laughs> this big back and forth. And so like, there's a lot of tension, especially because Odette is just like, very sure that he's not involved. Mm-hmm. Well, at the beginning of this book, Wyatt comes across a girl like in dirty torn up clothes in the middle of a field with like dandelions around her. And I don't remember exactly, but he has like a thing with dandelions and it comes into play again later. Um, So like there's some implication that perhaps it has something to do with Trumanel being missing. And like, maybe this girl is connected in some way to, to Trumanel's disappearance. Um, But he finds this girl, she's missing an eye. She's like 12, 13 years old in the middle of a field in Texas, in the middle of nowhere. So he picks this girl up. He, Odette shows up at his house and sees this girl and is like, oh my God, please don't tell me that like you've done anything to this girl. But this girl doesn't say any words. She doesn't speak. So they just start calling her angel. Odette doesn't really want her to go into the system. This girl doesn't say anything. She's worried that like sometimes when kids at that age run away, it's because they have a really bad home life. She doesn't want to like, send her back to a bad situation. And so she's hoping that in a few days, Angel will start talking about what's going on. So she sends her to her cousin, Maggie's, who is the one that like works with like wayward children. Mm -hmm. So because they don't have a name though, obviously for the rest of this book, they do actually call this girl Angel that she like it's like a whole thing where she just like never talks Odette kind of gives her like these like rules where she's like okay here's the deal like I don't want to send you back to a crappy situation I'm gonna send you to stay with my cousin but you have 48 hours to tell me your name Mm. and like it never it never comes up though it never we never get to that point because other stuff happens in the book Mm -hmm. so I'm obviously not gonna tell you what that is but other stuff happens and we never really find out at least not in this part we do later but you know yeah Um, she becomes like 
yeah, she becomes like one of the main characters, one of the parts. And so like you actually do get her story at some point. But like in the beginning, it's like all this mystery around like, who the heck is this girl? Why does she only have one eye? Um, Odette even takes her to go get like a fake eye that like looks just like her real eye. I guess she has these like really impressive green eyes. And Odette was thinking that like, if someone knew that a girl with one eye who had these really nice green eyes, like one eye is obviously already its own like giveaway, Mm -hmm. but then like for it to be like a specific color. So she thought like, if I got her a fake eye, I'll be able to like hide her kind of, Mm -hmm. which does actually work in Angel's favor later on because she does essentially hide in plain sight. Um, And Odette really sympathizes with her too, because when the same day that Trimonel went missing, Odette had been at the house at Wyatt's house right before it happened. And she got in a car accident while she was leaving and she lost her leg. So she's an amputee. Okay. Yeah, which would be like kind of crazy. Like yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Like that would be that would be a real challenge. And I mm-hmm. think she was pretty young too when it happened. Like early or late teens, early twenties, probably. Oh, so wow. like that would be really traumatic. It does like it all kind of comes full circle. I think part of what was a struggle for me in the first like half of the book was it just like there were all these details that didn't really like okay and like mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it made sense until like later when they pulled them together, which I do think this author kind of does in their other books too. It's just that sometimes it was more obvious to see why it was important or like how it was going to play in. Other it kind of seemed random though at the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's kind of hiding Angel. She doesn't want to turn her in. So. I don't remember exactly what happens because it was the beginning of the book and it's been a minute, but something instigates them deciding to arrest Wyatt again. Oh, he gets arrested for drunk driving, but because Mm -hmm. this town is out to get him, they use it as an opportunity to hold him as long as possible to try and see if they can find any other reason and interrogate him again about his sister, Um, which is just kind of honestly bullshit. Yeah, that's that's messed up. That's not like the drunk tank for a night and then you let him go But because Odette's partner has such a vendetta against him. Like, there's not much you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyatt does end up getting released. Odette has, like, a weird... She's kind of, like, hides some evidence. Like, she's, like, holding on to certain pieces of information that, like, not everybody knows because she knows it will make Wyatt look more guilty or because she thinks it implies somebody else may have been involved in um, Trimonel's disappearance. And so I think she's kind of working on her own, like, level of the law, like, <laughs> for, mo- for most of the book. Um but yeah, there's just all of these like tiny little details that like once you get to the end, like I was pretty mind blown about how they pulled them together, which this author always does really well. It's like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Like, yeah. so I I really particularly enjoyed that about this author. But it also means I can't really tell you a lot about what happens other than the fact that when Wyatt gets released, Odette goes to look for him. The town had put up like your murderer signs around his house. They go to try to find him. There's chicken defrosting in his sink. Nobody answers though. Like he's usually pretty private. Like he'll like point a gun at you if you enter his property because he assumes everyone's out to get him. Mm-hmm. Why it's missing. And so she has to go look for him. Like, and then she's dealing with Angel at the same time. It's kind of wild. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of ups and downs and like you just don't really see anything coming. And I think Angel ends up being probably the most important person here because mm-hmm ultimately she wants to solve like what's going on in this town what are these mysteries like she feels like she really loved um Odette even though she had such a small impact on her life for just a short period of time that she knew her that she wants to like help you know she wants to help be part of her she's like I always knew when I met Odette that like she was going to be like important to me and like Odette thought that the re like she came into Angel's life to help Angel but Angel's like I think I came into her life to help her Mm -hmm. so 
I mean, Angel is running from something, right? She that's why she doesn't want to talk. And so you get you get to find out all of these like kind of crazy details about her life later on. Like she's like related to a murderer. Like it's just oh, it's geez. it's kind of a wild, kind of a wild <laughs> ride. Um, but yeah, they do they do a good job of wrapping it up and putting all those de- those tiny details together. So like it made more sense. I think a lot of times when books do this, I would like reading it again is better. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when you kind like, of already have a little bit of information. Yeah. yeah, because in the beginning, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, why does this matter? But then later at the end, I'm like, wait, I don't remember this detail. And I want to go back and figure out when they were talking about it, see how it all ties in. So mm-hmm. that's like, I don't know, I kind of I kind of like the intricacy of it, but also it makes the beginning of books kind of frustrating. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to give it like a four just because okay. I, I did feel like they didn't do as well as they have before. I think if I hadn't read so many other books and loved them by this author, I may have given her a, a higher rating for this particular book. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense, though. But because I had a comparison. Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying in the beginning, like this isn't necessarily your favorite one by this author. So that makes sense. Yeah. It would have a little lower. Yep. Yeah. My book is very, very different. Um, oh, yeah. I've had it since February of 2020, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I remember I star- I tried it and then I couldn't get into it. I loaned it to a friend and it made its way back to my shelf. So finally reading okay. it. It's also like 400 pages too. So it's like, Ooh. it's a bit, but it's, the book is Anna Kay by Jenny Lee, which is a love story according to the front cover. Um, one thing that I did really like about the book is that like the very first page of it, you have like a who's who in Anna Kay and it's mm. an order of appearance. So it like tells you like who all your main characters are like, oh, it's the brother of this, the girlfriend of this, the whoever, whoever. Um, so like that was kind of fun. That's like a nice because then you kind of already know who to expect. So I think all um, books should have like a glossary, at least in the back, even where it's yeah. just like, here's a quick breakdown of all the characters real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, like they used to for like books you would do in school where they would have like reading questions and then like a quick like summary or whatever. I'm like, just tell me who the characters are. Like sometimes it's confusing. We have a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. And like sometimes nice. like, yeah, put it in the end because maybe maybe I don't, maybe I don't know. Want to know. The... Yeah. But this one, it makes sense because also it's like a more of a romancy one. Um, oh, so it is they're all in high school so the book kind of starts with um this couple steven and lolly they are i think they're seniors i think he's like a second year senior i don't know either way it doesn't matter they're seniors in high school i think maybe juniors it honestly does not matter either way they're still in high school and she was gonna like go to it's their like six month screw anniversary is what they call it. Like they don't, they're, not, they're not, yeah, they're not tracking their like actual anniversary. Classy. Yeah. Right. You're like Ooh, lovely. Um, anyway, she's going to get him like a new band for his Apple watch and they were doing a soul cycle and he's doing two soul cycle classes back to back. And so she's like, Oh no, I have to go. So she like goes to Hermes or whatever to like go buy him one and then sees a text come through of like a naked lady called Brad. And apparently he's been, like, sleeping with this girl, like, cheating on her um, and, like, put her name as Brad in the phone. And so, of course, like, all is, like, freaking out. Um, And then they go back to their house, back to Stephen's house. And all these people are, like, crazy rich. Like, these people, like, Mm. it gives similar vibes of crazy rich Asians. Like, not, like, it's similar-ish. Um, I like Crazy Rich Agents a lot more because also they're adults versus these ones where they're in high school. So, like, some of it you're, like it's harder to kind of like buy into the some of the things that they do because i'm like like at one point like he's like oh yeah I'll, I'll go to the bar maybe he won't id me and i'm like you are 16 years old like he better id you i really hope that he ids you and like yeah just some of the things that they like get away with because they have all this money it just 
maybe it's real and it actually is a thing but some of it was just kind of hard to believe yeah but either way um steven ends up calling his sister anna who goes to like a private all-girls school in i can't remember but it's somewhere else um because she like she rides horses competitively and she has these two mm-hmm. giant newfoundland dogs that she also has she like shows well she doesn't show them she has people who shows them but they're her dogs um and so she is out somewhere else but he calls her and is like oh hey like i completely screwed up like please come please fix this for me um she's his younger sister so she's 16 and i think 16 right but she needs to fix his problem yeah well because she's oh oh, no so she's 17 um because yeah she's always been like the more mature one and the yeah classic right so she's but she's like okay yeah fine whatever um yeah so steven is steven must be 18 so steven's 18 i think lolly's 17 and then anna's 17 either way so she's like okay fine she like gets on the train she's like you're gonna pick me up at the train station we'll figure it out um she gets there and then there's this other uh character alex um Vonsky, the count he basically like has sleep what a with, name has like slept with like a bajillion women in his 16 years of age um Gross. i guess girls not women because you know he is a child they're all children either way children. <laughs> uh, but apparently he's supposed to be like absolutely beautiful everything like that um so steven runs into him at the train station because he's there to pick up his mother who um it's also on the train. And so Anna and the mom had like met and were talking. And so then when Anna like sees Alex, she's like, oh my gosh, like he is beautiful. Da, 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 da. But she's been dating this guy, Alexander W., since she was 14. And so she's 17. He's in college now. He's like 19 or something like that. They've been together for, was that like three years, four years now? And like, that's like basic and that's like the known right like because he's he's the um greenwich og he's like this perfect can do no, nothing wrong person um and then she's the perfect girlfriend but even like as you're like hearing about like parts of their relationship you're like oh this is something that should have ended when he left for college like you were 14 when you started dating so your entire high school career has been like being the perfect girlfriend and like mm-hmm. their life just sounds boring like, sounds like a lot of pressure too to like yeah. be perfect like yeah and like and not in like a rude way but it's like you know like he'll come down for the weekend or whatever and he gets to talk about all the things he's doing in college and she needs to sit there and be the good doting girlfriend oh my gosh that sounds so fun or like she'll go yeah. up there and like goes out to dinner with him and his friends and just has to like sit there and smile while they're talking politics like she doesn't get to have an opinion she can't like if she tries no. to like you know, she'll like bring something up to him and he'll like, okay, sure. Like you're young. You don't know. Um, his sister is either a year younger or the same age as Anna Kay and her name's Eleanor and she's a fucking twat basically. So she is oh, like, no. she's absolutely horrible. The world revive, revolves around her in her mind. The sun rises and sets for her. Everything. Like if, if this, if you like Anna doesn't want to go, at one point like it's gonna be eleanor's birthday and so she's like okay fine i'll do the birthday dinner but i don't want to do this thing because i have like other plans that i want and eleanor throws a huge freaking fit about it like a ch- like a literal child like a several child tantrum exactly and she does all this stuff so you're just like okay you're terrible and then alex is just like oh but it's my sister you should do it and anna's like i maybe want to have friends now but anyway so this all starts though because she meets alex at the train station mm-hmm. and alex is like instantly infatuated and it's like he's like this isn't just like somebody i want to sleep with like you know i like a one and done he's like this this could be the girl this could be the one of for my life all these things but either way so they kind of they separate oh 
um a homeless man had two dogs like one of the dogs gets hit by a train and dies <gasps> um which is super sad and it's like dice. yeah anna is like clearly upset about this because she, she loves dogs and also i think most people would be upset about this yeah. um and the homeless man is like of course freaking out and security is there and he's like being detained at this point like they're arresting him for freaking out um and then but alex is like because anna's like oh no we have to go because he has another dog so he had the two dogs and so he's like well they just arrested this man what's gonna happen to his dog and anna's like oh i gotta go back and alex is like no just like make sure my mom gets home i'll figure out the dog you know being all gentlemany and shit like that mm-hmm. so anna's like swoon uh so she goes Classic. yeah so she basically like talks Lolly, they go go round and round and round and round and round. Lolly decides to take Stephen back, forgive him for cheating, whatever, all these things. Um, but then like this whole time, like, so now we've kind of like moved on. Anna is like decides to go to a party. Like she never really parties, she doesn't do anything. But she's like, Okay, yeah, sure. I'll go to a party with you guys. I'm in town. Um, as well. Yeah, she's like, I came, I might as well. But Alex uh Alexander W is like, What do you mean you're not coming back right now? Why are you not on the train right now? And she's like, oh, I decided to stay in the city for the night. He's like, you hate the city. And she's like, no, I, I don't hate the city. I just, you know, I, I like to be where my dogs are and stuff. And like, we're schoolish. She's like, but I don't hate the city. It just didn't make sense because she was always traveling, like, to go to the horses and the dogs. Mm, and so she, like, yeah, and she had like asked, like, she asked her parents if she could go do this because that was important to her, whatever. So, like, you kind of finally see her, like, start figuring out what it is that she actually wants like what Mm -hmm. she wants in life um and not to kind of just like what she's been told to do um this entire book is basically just like all of these characters like growing which is good because you know they're 16 17 so they're like kind of growing into these people and like figuring out like like steven's dad so they um their dad is korean and their mom is american and so they're half and half and so they have that like that half side of them where it's like the man of the house like steven Mm -hmm. has to be the one his father is way harder on him um but then their mom is the one who like has a lot of has the money and stuff like that and it's so like they have all these like really hard pressures put on them he has to be perfect this that and the other thing it's like that's going on um at one point they go to coachella like it's just like in their private jet it's very wow yeah it's very disconnected yeah a sex tape comes out on somebody at some for one of the characters it's um, a gossip girl kind of yeah anna k basically ends up having to decide like does she want her boring safe life with alexander w or does she want she does start this like romance ish with um alexia alex wakonsky his real name is alexia um and so like do you know does he start that like does she does she leave alexander w for that and she's like kind of like stuck in this middle of like this is like make, what makes me happy but wait like, she's dating a guy named alexander w and then like has a thing with an alexi w and alexa it's alexia v would be so both basically alex yes yeah so alexia goes by alex oh no alexander is alexander w or the green but they're both basically alex. oh absolutely yes it's very yeah, no, I thought that too. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's basically kind of like torn on like, what do like, I do? Yeah, well, yeah, like, and for the first time, like, she's like having fun and acting her age. Like, she goes to this party. She actually goes up going to like a couple different parties. She and like not like she's not doing anything like crazy. Like she's, she's not living her like, life. Yeah, she's being a teenage kid finally for the first time ever. Um, mm-hmm. 
but then alexander w you know is in college and he's like oh my high school girlfriend is like running around blah 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 blah, all these things and it's like it's like that's back and forth um lolly's younger sister kimmy is like the other one of the other characters um and she it was like in love with alexia they had like a a three-week fling type situation she's 15 also um and so she's like oh my gosh i'm in love with him as 15 year old Mm -hmm. girls you know think so she also she was like a competitive ice skate ice skating person oh um, wow and blew out her knee and that ended her whole ice skating career and that was like her whole life so now she's like 15 and has and is like in like regular people's school well private school because you know it'd be wild to happen to you at that age though where like Mm -hmm. you thought you had this future and like even things like ice skating like you there are age limits to specific sports you know like sure but that would like you would phase out of it but like to get injured at a young age and not be able to like at least do it through your 20s and 30s like that sucks yeah well in the phasing out like you you would you know that's coming Right. right. You're like, it's okay. Slow yep. progression. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is probably going to be my last season, getting to do it competitive, whatever. Yeah. You're not just, and she was living in like somewhere on the West Coast. So this whole book st- takes place in New York, but mm-hmm. she was like over on the West Coast because that's where her coach and everything were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So now she's kind of like thrown back in here. She doesn't really that have sucks. any friends because she left at such a young age to go be this Olympic ice skating person, this prodigy, whatever. Um, so she's kind of still figuring everything out. So like, that's also like, that's why she was also double like oh my god i'm in love with him um Mm. and then um at a party that they're all at anna and alexia bonsky uh end up like dancing and she's like oh my gosh like brokenhearted um like spirals into this crazy depression um she ends up having to like go to like a in treatment thing in arizona hormones at 15 are wild yeah only kind of what they like realize what it probably is is that like she never truly dealt with this career ending injury that like yeah it just like triggered that like loss feeling mm-hmm, yeah so it's like she's probably had this like low level depression this whole time um yeah so that's going on steven has a um school tutor dustin who they were friends when they were tiny little babies he's not rich there's like he's there his oh, brother no. is a um recovering meth addict like all of these things and like all of these things like all these people started to like tie in in different ways it was it was a good book um it just kind of feels like one of those ones where like because so much of the book is just like character driven and just like them kind of figuring out their lives it doesn't Mm -hmm. really feel like much actually happens yeah this isn't like an action-filled book this is like a character development book um one thing I did like, which took a little bit to get used to, but like you're reading the book and, you know, Anna, we're in Anna's head, whatever, doing hers. And then she sees Alexia and then we just roll right into his thoughts. Oh, that's and nice. then like Stephen like, walks in the door and now we're him. Like, it's not like broken out like this one, this one, this like one. Chapter just, one. Anna. Yeah, exactly. It, it just like rolls like through and like you can like kind of be bouncing back and forth. So it's like really odd POV to get used to. Um, but Is once I did. Follow, though? Yeah, it was super easy. Like you instantly, like you knew exactly who you were. I was never confused. Oh, like, that's good. Like, who is this? Who's talking? Like, who's thinking this? Um, so it was really well done in that regard. Um, but yeah, I just, I think I ended up giving it like three, three and a half out of five because one, it is just so much character development driven mm-hmm. that I don't really love books that are like that. I want like something to that's actually like happen. move us forward. Um, and then just so much of it feels like why do they need to be in high school like why couldn't they have been young adults uh, yeah like 
because like some of it is like obviously they're off having sex and like you shouldn't be describing sex scenes of children and so they're not like describing it as you would like a smut type book but like some of it is like in there i don't know it's just like kind of weird it's like Mm -hmm. towing the line i think of like appropriate versus not appropriate and then just like so much of what they do is like oh yeah i gotta put it on my dad's credit card and he's gonna yell at me later but whatever it's fine and we're gonna take this private jet and we're gonna go do this that, and the other thing and school be damned and i don't know it just felt felt like if they had all been 18 like freshmen in college then it would have kind of made more sense but then it wouldn't right because they wouldn't all have been forced to be together like they are at school so i I get why they are the age of the age um the very end of the book it it's weird how the author chose to end it wrap it up because there's another book that comes that's after this one that's anna k away uh but it's just like huh that's like it came out of left field i I saw it coming like as like we were like kind of in that little chapter i was like oh this is gonna happen to this character and then i was like no she's not gonna do that 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 would make anything sense and then she did and it was just like huh like okay Okay, that's i mean because it and it Mm. works because like at some point you have to end books like these like you right like the event can't happen there's no event that's ending um and you're like okay so what they're all just gonna ride off into the sunset and be happy but they're not i don't know it was it was interesting i really like the Mm. writing style i like the author i probably will not read anna k away but i do think that this author has other books Oh, maybe not. Oh, she might now. This is like her first uh, yeah, book that she wrote. So she might be coming out with more. So I'd probably read another one by this author. Just I don't think I'd read anything else in the Anna K storyline. Fair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am glad I finally read it. It has been sitting on my shelf for way, way too long. Check it off the list now. Woo. Yes. One more uh, down. Yay. Loving it. Uh, up next, uh, we have birthday books. Krista and I both have March birthdays, so Ooh, we do our annual book exchange. I feel like we've been giving each other books for our birthdays for like seven years now, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll see how well we did this time around. I feel like we usually do pretty well, but I think yeah, so too. You never mm-hmm. know. Yeah, never I'm, know. I'm very intrigued about yours. I'm interested to see. We'll see how yeah. it works. I'm going to get started on it because, you know, I can't multitask with it because it's a real book. I was like, I oh, know. no. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, I could tell you what, what to spend an Audible credit on. But I was like, no. Yeah, Here's I thought about that, too. I was like, maybe I'll ask her if she wants the option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I bought you the audiobook, But no, I was like, no, you can read it. So. We can do it. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, Yeah, so yeah, come back two weeks for that. Uh, Y'all know the socials by now. And... I think that's everything. We'll talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.